Everybody, welcome to a new episode of Bad Praxis. I'm Bob. I'm here with Kennedy today. Hello. We're uh, we're bringing bringing everyone something a little bit a little bit new today. We're this is our first ever like side series. It's going it to be remix to Bad Praxis, hot and fresh out the kitchen. Um. I can't. I can't make this fit into podcasting. So I'm not. <laughs> we we we've gone down to the, to the podcast labs and stirred up something a little uh, 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 unique to Kennedy and I. We're yeah. we're we're gonna we're dropping this series to talk about the unique like issues and 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 difficulties and challenges of being and a, lived experiences. Yes, uh, uh, bodies in, in spaces, if you will, um, <laughs> it, of being a, a rural or a or at the very least a red state leftist. I think I think this is something that we've touched on a little bit in in the main show, but in in this in this series, as time goes on, we hope to to explore some of these things a little more specifically and a little more. Uh, a little more, a little bit more of a laser focus on that. Um, this isn't like a unique voice in the left content sphere, but it's it's not exactly a very common one either. And it's one that will be increasingly important in the years to come. If yeah. if I do say so myself. No, I, I I agree. I agree. And if and if we're going to uh I mean, if we're going to change anything, um, it can't just be, I mean, it can't just be people online and people that uh, uh, we're used to viewing as leftism. Like Seattle and Portland aren't your centers of leftism in America necessarily. Nothing against people who live in the cities, although I'm, I'll probably, I'll probably say worse things. We probably will make people. you say. We'll probably make those people sad. It's we will. Point. We will. But we will. We, we, if you're good, we still love you. Yes. If you, yeah. If you give us money, but <clears throat> anyway. Yes. And I, I and I I think I actually think that's a good jumping off point for kind of kind of where we wanted this this first episode of this series to go, which is um the the people in American politics who hate rural people fear rural people and absolutely refuse to understand us yeah um, it's a, there's a weird intersection of like ideological fervor like there's this this personal hatred because of the idea of what like like a like a red state person is like a Dirty, poor, uneducated, angry, you know. Racist. Right. Piece of shit, basically. And that dovetails, of course, with 
or it is it doesn't it, it is just like awful classism and rejection of like the realities that like there are marginalized people for example in kentucky that like they actively shit on um marginalized people in some of the poorest most red states in the country who are suffering probably more than anybody else in the country not okay so we shouldn't like i shouldn't say things like that like things aren't comparable in that way right but like objectively it's it's probably more difficult to be like a trans person in fuck georgia or alabama than it is in like new york you know yeah because you even have if a- it sucks you have a government that's even more explicitly uh, 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 like made a blood oath to make your life hell or right. kill you or just kill you. Um, I think um, I think you bringing up uh, Kentucky is a great example for kind of the moment we find ourselves in. Um, we're recording this on September 21st just because. We're making new theme music, so I don't know when this episode's coming out. So a, f- a few days after the death of, of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, the notorious uh, queen. Oh, our, our, on her name. Our mother yeah. who aren't in hell. God, that in bitch hell. is dead. Who, who aren't just floating in the river sticks just forever. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Her heart got weighed and God damn, was it heavier than a feather? <laughs> um, Just like dropped in the toilet bowl. <laughs> the trash can of ideology. <laughs> so, so after her death, of course, Mitch McConnell uh, gonna do what Mitch McConnell does, and on Twitter, in like it seemed like every like um, like blue check media person's uh, replies that I opened. You would just see like wave after wave of liberals just screaming about these, you know, these fucking rednecks in Kentucky. They've saddled us with him. It's their fault. These, you know, you know, stupid hillbillies. Mm. So I want to I want to put this just like bluntly out there. Um, If you ever unironically call people from the south. Hillbillies or rednecks as a pejorative, particularly you just poor people. hate poor people. One, you hate poor people. Two, I hope you fall down a fucking well. Yeah, uh, get like trapped in a cave and like suffocate. Right. Yes. Go visit a coal mine <laughs> forever. Mm. Um, it's... there really is like a like a special kind of like because it it's it's worse than like. Just your average, like, rich, like, stuck-up piece of shit, right? Because there's this, like, it's it really is, like, Ivy Tower shit, like, pearl-clutching from, like, the, like, the tallest, like, tippy-tip part of your Ivy Tower, like, looking down on just the people who are, A, like, the people who do vote against their own interests, like, they're poor. They are dumb, but it's not their fault. They live in a state that doesn't give a shit about them. They work some miserable manufacturing job where all they can do is listen to the radio. When they drive to work, they're listening to Rush Limbaugh. When they are at work, they're listening to Rush Limbaugh. When they drive home, they're listening to Rush Limbaugh. 
They like have nothing else. Like it's their only connection to the world in an economy that is like isolating and soul crushing and miserable. And like people respond to things because they're human and you can't blame them for that. And like, you know, that's, I'm not going to be like, that's not me making excuses for them because it absolutely is like people aren't dumb politically because of like choices they've made. They're dumb politically because of their circumstances. And like, There are so many factors, like, outside of, unless you decide consciously to change your mind and do research, you are what your parents taught you to be. And not everybody has the time or the energy at the end of, like, a miserable day of manual labor to, like, read Lenin, you know? Kind of hard. Well, in in there's a... So there's a very easy analysis to make where it's like, oh, these people's lives suck because their um, their manufacturing jobs got taken away. Or like, this country has never, ever, ever spent any money on rural infrastructure. Right. So you like, live in a, 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 a hovel on a dirt road. How are you supposed to have any pride in your state? How are you supposed to like... Sorry, go ahead. I'm interrupting. No, no, you're you're good. Like that that's all correct. And and there's like there's places in this country where y- ac- yes, actual people live that can't get the fucking internet. There are places in this country where there are no there's no like plumbing. Like people rig up their own like sewage systems with pvc pipe and duct tape and flush it with buckets of water from a well like in, like in it's fa- the fucking like 1800s or something like it like famous no I, no i was just gonna say like i think i think bernie did a video with someone who has like their own like house-made plumbing like that in like and i think so first off i think a big part of this is gonna be personal anecdotes from you and i and our guests so I'll just start it off with something awful and gross. Kennedy, I've told you this story before. I but love like, this story. It's wonderful. You already know. So gr- like growing up at, with, my, with my folks, like we lived in a house that my grandparents had built. God love them. They didn't know what they were doing. It sucked. Like dad and I had to fix so many things. But the worst part of it was the septic tank. Now, if you've never, never lived in the country, I guess, um, quick rundown on what a septic tank is it is a big usually two giant plastic tanks that are buried in the ground that your sewage system is hooked up to which fills up with the doo-doo and everything and then every year or so you pay someone to come out and pump it out well the tank out at at this place was so shitty and so old you could not shitty. pump it out. Literally shitty. <laughs> and so, like, a truck couldn't pump it, couldn't get back there to pump it out. So we had to pump it out ourselves. Boy, was the grass green in those places. Um, oh, yeah. oh, just the fertilizer is wonderful. <laughs> yeah. But wow. the, it, it, got, it, got, it got to the point where, like, we would have we had like a rope and pulley system to lower this shitty pump. This awful, terrible, not good enough pump. 
into the, the cesspool. And if it got clogged up, God forbid, um, Ugh. you got to climb in there and fix it. There's nothing else to do. Swimming. I love to go swimming. Yeah, it's a. Uh... I love I love swimming in a pond. Yes, well? yes, but it's 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 uh you're very buoyant in there. It's, it's, <laughs> it's much like I imagine quicksand to feel like. No, oh god. Um, oh. I want to drive this point home because like I know so <laughs> many people who went through situations like that, and something that I do want to kind of be like a thread of this series are the uniquely demeaning experiences that people who live in the country have to face. Not saying that they're more demeaning than like, you know, a uniquely demeaning circumstance in, in the city. But they're just not talking about as much. Exactly. People talk about those. No one really talks about stuff like this. You know, like the um like I think another like something else that just comes to mind is like a, a like a horror a horror that happened to me as a, as a kid that like money could have could fix money could fix this is when my when my when my grandmother passed away at home um I had to I had to talk the ambulance in on the phone and they got lost anyway and my mom had to go find them. So, like, we didn't even have time to, like, grieve or mourn in that moment because we were just trying to get the fucking ambulance out there. Right. Which, Like, you, know, you had to, like, work. You had to, like, switch your, like, human side off and, right. you know, and, like, do that work that should, it should be done in, like, a functioning and, like, civil society. And it's not their fault because, no. like, one, the, the station is, like, even driving fast 20 minutes away from out there and you know, bad maps, bad, um, uh, uh, just, you know, bad information, bad Cell infrastructure, phone. you know, like the no roads, phones, just dirt road is dirt road is awful. It's not maintained. You know, like you speak to your County commissioner and literally she would laugh in our face. When we asked, like, hey, can we get this road maintained a little bit better? Like, it's not that hard. There's there's way like a dirt road doesn't mean a bad road. Right. Uh if it's not maintained, it's hideous. Um, but like money can fix that. Unfortunately, even when we do have liberals in power we i think we all know that they won't spend money on like healthcare or whatever no. like the big projects but i think what still people i think what people still miss out a little bit on is that they won't even spend money on these small infrastructure projects mm -hmm. no one will because yeah, like there's no there's no quid pro quo reciprocation in there involved in it because you you literally are just spending money to make sure that like eight People families okay. that eight families have a smooth road to drive on so their vehicles don't get fucked up or whatever right and like when your bottom line is what matters those eight families don't factor in right right 
Right. Um, when it's like when it's like pieces on like a like a like a chessboard that you think you can just move around. Like and you like pretend that you can have this like eagle eye view of the world that we live in. Like and that's that really is like the like the technocratic ideal, right? Like the idea that you can be above it all and just like Yeah, like a god's eye view. Right. If you get all the numbers right, everything will just fall into place. Like some like it really is like algorithmic politics, right? And like yeah. Yes. Also, I did <laughs> want to finish up the road story because I did have. Oh, a sorry. Punch- go ahead. I, no, no, no. I had a punchline <laughs> for that. So the punchline is that about a year ago, a retiree from from the big city from Houston moved out there, very wealthy, building a great big house. Um, they are paving that road now. Of course. Now. They're not in the in the great scheme of things. They're not getting that much more tax dollars out of this property. They're getting more because it's being developed. You know and that that raises property value, of course. Um, but they're not getting enough to pay for the for like a four mile road to get fucking paved. It is strictly a service problem. Mm-hmm. They want to make the rich guy happy, and they don't give a and, fuck and about the regular. Like, I don't really happy. know how much this 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 person or family like lobbied for this. I have no idea. All I know is we didn't have a god. We had a shitty fucking road out there for my entire life. One rich person moves out there, and they're paving the motherfucker. God. Yeah, and like that makes me so mad. I can't even like I can't, like I can't even joke about that. You know. I, I'm getting I'm getting more wound up about the fucking road than I thought I would. But 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 like I hear city people bitch all the time about fucking potholes. Mm-hmm. I wish I had the picture still on my phone of just like how bad that road would get. That okay? It was so there was a there was a, a what what we in the country call a low water crossing. Like it's not a bridge. It's just like a like a valley. And, like, easy to fix, not hard to fix so that it doesn't flood. There, There's right. very simple engineering. They just wouldn't do it. And I missed, like, I would probably miss four or five days of work or school a year due to flooding. Because there's one way in and one way out. Right. And that's um, the kind of thing that can ruin somebody's life, you know, that can make somebody lose their job. Yeah, like, I had a store manager get mad at me, and I just texted him a picture of, like, the river I had to cross. And he's like, oh, cool, never mind. Sorry. Oh, oh, never mind. Whoopsie. That's off. Um, <laughs> well, like, shit, I'm going to keep, like, okay, this may be the fucking road episode. So, I mean, we need roads, so um, that's, that's probably the, the age-old, like, it's what normies scream at libertarians. Um, mm-hmm. So. I remember as a little kid, there was a, a big flood. There's a bridge out there. Flood took it out. You know what? That happens. Um, a week goes by. Nothing. There's still no bridge. These motherfuckers, picture in your mind like a 16-foot-long 2 by 12 They put that over the bridge. So that we can walk across and be picked up. 
What? Another week goes by. There's still no bridge. We're walking across this fucking two by twelve, and it's like a it's about a 25, 30 foot drop. Oh my god. To get to work and school. So there's this is Texas, so there's oil wells all over the place. And there's probably six or seven on that like quote unquote like side of the bridge. Again, one way in, one way out. So the oil company that runs the rigs out there did the bridge on their own. No, it's a corporation. So do you think this was a good fucking bridge? No, no. It's, it's probably absolutely great and like way better than anything the government can make, right? Oh, yeah. So what they works. did, they took the bottom of a railroad car, okay? And they took the wheels off. So it looks oh. exactly what you think it looks like. And they dropped it across. And they covered it in dirt. So... Picture a railroad car, okay? And then picture a vehicle. And then imagine driving over there at night or when it's freezing or whatever. Or because any the, amount of wind. Do you think they put guardrails? Texas Do you think they put guardrails? So I uh, imagine the wind picks up pretty easily, like in certain it's areas. It's pretty windy. It's, it's very, it's hilly. Oh, which is, like, can make it's windy, um, but like, do you think that they put guardrails on this? No, of course not. And so that was the bridge out there for over twenty years oh, until finally my the God, I'm the sorry. federal government. The, okay, no, 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 I'm wrong. I'm wrong. The state government declared it unfit for the school bus because a school bus driver said, "I will not drive across this." Good. Holy shit. And it made a complaint and it, after months and months it made it to the state I mean, how much roads is, department how and they came space? out there and they were like you have uh, not much. Like <laughs> not much. how much space on either side of the school bus? Like f- 4 inches on uh, either like side a, of the yeah. literally like a foot. Like maybe a foot. Yeah. Um, like if you if you like if your elbow twitches and you like you like you know like Turn the wheel a little bit. You're fucked. You're off. You're dead. Um, Everybody's dead. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And like again, like I drove. Are there I drove numbers of like how many people just fucking ate it on that bridge? There's got to be just like so many. Nobody, right? no one ate it. Really? No one hardly lives out there though. So it's oh. like a opportunity. That makes sense. most of the people driving out there like knew what the fuck was coming, and you just kind of like you know aim go. dead center. Let's go, baby. Go real slow. And try not yeah. to die. Um, well, you know, and like as you do, you get to the you get to a point of comfort. You, you don't even like slow down. It's like right. zoom, zoom, let's go. Um, so like, fuck, that's so scary. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> it's just like that, that's one of my that's one of my like, and I, I I I'm I'm looking forward to bringing more out about like like the unique, weird, fucking bullshit that people have to deal with out there so to bring this to bring this like tale to like a real point is i want everyone listening if you're not already to ask yourself why would someone out there give a fuck about the political process because joe biden's gonna come and he's gonna build railroads on that you know, bridge. It's like, 
He's going to build they, a railroad on that railroad car. And like, I would, I would say that everyone that lives out there right now is a Trump voter. Okay. But like, they don't like conservatives because they don't do anything for them either. They've just been raised to hate Democrats. And because they've, they've had like the boomer anti-communism virus shot directly into their frontal lobe, like, I'm sorry, they're not voting for Bernie. That's just... Like, there is some success in talking to boomers, but, like, that, the more I learn about, like, 60s and 70s anti-communism, like, it's not happening. No, they're, they're so boys like, and forever. Yeah, but, like, if you, like, I'm sorry, but if you call these people hillbillies and rednecks, that's your fucking fault. Yeah, and, like, you know, there are... Hmm. I've been going off. So no, it's 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 cool. Like you've been you've been like you've been crushing it, King. But like there are, I I don't want to sound like I'm. I really don't want to sound like I'm excusing like. You know, like the like, I don't know. I guess I again I am kind of. Like, maybe not excusing, but like apologizing for, but like. I don't think that you can blame people who, like, they've had culture shit, like, rammed down their throats their entire lives, and then they they see Trump as, like, you know, so once you've had, like, materialist politics just, like, completely deleted from, like, and you don't even have to be, like, an anti-communist. Like, normies don't think about materialism. Like, normies don't, like, understand that, like, you can view history through, like, the lens of like money and like capital like powering politics and powering like world conflict like even though and i touch on this point a lot like basically all the time like it is intuitive like to believe this stuff like but i understand how people who have deleted any understanding of like class politics from their brains like, could see somebody like Trump as, like, shaking things up or whatever. Because they're, yeah. all of their politics are, like, is culture war shit. And we've been living in, like, 40 years of general, like, you know, bickering back and forth about rights while rights are slowly eroded. But, like, the, like the vast majority of people see... Like, the vast majority of people very much think that we are in the end of history like they think that everything is fine everybody's equal there are no real like tensions and maybe things are different now with like the prominence of like black lives matter protests and stuff like that it really seems like culture is changing yeah, but they, they but they they think that like um i don't know like president chi is like funding like mar like radical Marxists like Kamala <laughs> Harris to like do yeah. BLM. Uh, like, Bernie Sanders it's, it's Bernie Sanders has his insane. hand up Joe Biden's ass and is like making him yes. do communism. Like it's like it, it, it's, I I think I think people have to learn to like let go of right wingers and to try to like to try to create a political project among who we can. And like we were to, you, if we were to mobilize like the like the young and diverse 
and miserable and struggling working class in this country for something, like literally anything, we could do something. But that's hard because everybody's miserable and very tired. And like young young people in the country are like pretty largely receptive in, in my personal experience to some sort of left politics. And I think that I think that people are scared of the hard work of like presenting this stuff to folks while also like deprogramming the like like racism and like the the learned responses that they have to like um wasn't that socialism? And there's like a double thing, right? Where it's like you have to you have to do the work in radicalizing people, but also if you engage with a certain kind of person, you are like flirting with fascism. You're doing red brownism. You're a beefsteak. You're like, right. you know, in, well, you, can, like, you can try to appeal. You can try to appeal to people without using certain language. Like, I probably wouldn't like talk to if I were to try to seriously appeal to my father. I wouldn't talk about privilege as like the axis by which to view, like through which to view politics or the lens through which to view politics. I probably but would you have, simplify it a little bit. Like you have to like, but you have to teach people what you mean by privilege before you present to them the term white privilege. But then is that, doesn't that because mean that like, if you, isn't, it, isn't it like anarchism <laughs> yeah. and like defunding the police and like a bunch of other things that I, that I totally agree with, like, all of the secret messaging behind doesn't it make them bad messaging though? But I think I think you can eventually. But I'm saying you can eventually get to that point. Yeah. But like you can't lead with it, right? Like that's insane. And like I I know that we're like a like a like we're a slogan society. Um, and it and it does it is good marketing to like younger people, but like. The people, the people we're trying to reach, don't know what the fuck any of that means. I don't, I don't, I, I'm. There's two. Okay, let me back up for a second. There's two things that I'm a little fearful of in this, in us doing this series. Like one is like, oh, so you're just worried about the white working class? I think we can deal with that in the future. Because like we're not we're not obsessed with the white working class, and that'll be that'll be um, made evident by the topics that we talk about. Yes, in this series, because absolutely, this is going to shock people. But like, there are red state leftists that are like queer us. Hey, hello, that are like black. Wow, holy shit! <gasps> it's amazing. There's diversity uh, in places yeah, that like, New York um, City. What? Right. Texas is an incredibly diverse state, and it's diverse. Every facet is diverse. Um, like some of the most, I mean, some of the most conservative people I know aren't white. Yeah. Cincinnati um, has like a, a like a hugely conservative yeah. minority population. Cincinnati is just a conservative city. Everybody there is conservative because everybody the, there lost their manufacturing job, and was told that it was all a Democrat's fault. Serious. Yeah. And, like, and, and to be 
to be fair to them, who was in power? They're not wrong, even if it wasn't like, like they're they're factually wrong, but they're not no, exactly. rhetorically wrong. Like, and and I'm sorry, but like when you're, I I wish, like I wish that my dad came of age during the internet age because I think he would be like us. He's a very smart, inquisitive, curious man. However, he came of age brutally poor um, during like the 50s and 60s um, and was programmed with certain beliefs about leftism and social change and social justice and his 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 brain is goo and my dad is the same way where it's like you know there's for example like his mind is like like a cavern dude like there's so much in there (laughs) like he can he'll be sitting on a couch and just all of a sudden start just like talking about history and just will tell like just will spin a story in the most dramatic and like intense way. He always talked about like local history stuff that I'd never know, never be able to find. Right. But like, there's no analysis there. And it's so weird, you know, like we come from like a, like a poor Appalachian family. My dad's dad came up from the hollers of Kentucky to work in Cincinnati and like build a, a decent ish life for himself and send money back home. Right. And like, He'll talk about, not to make this all about electoral politics, because it doesn't need to be, but, like, he'll talk about how, like, Roosevelt electrified the mountains and, like, brought people power and, like, how his family will never, like, forget that and never stop voting for Democrats and never, you know, like. Right. There's a world where, like, my dad is culturally a Democrat. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just the fact that he moved and, like. My dad's dad got a little bit of money, like, flipping houses or whatever. Like, his class position changed just the tiniest bit. And, I don't know, like, shut off, like, his brain from that part of politics. Yes. But, like, it's weird, like, the, like the, the way that he can hold both truths in his mind at, like, the same time. You know? Well, and I think, well, because you have the, you have the, you have the gratitude toward Roosevelt. Like people still have in certain places mm-hmm. in the South. Like that's never gone away. Uh, like combined with like a a like a deep like hatred and fear of the Democrats in general because of and you can it's kind of like a grab bag of reasons. You can blame like the Red Scare. Um, you can blame uh, like, in Ohio you, deindustrialization. Deindustrialization. You could certainly. You could also. And this is the fault of the 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 like the chuds themselves but like you can also you can also blame like desegregation and right. like this deep cultural like rejection of it and like you have to remember that the people like in the soda pop shop pouring water on protesters at the counter are your parents and grandparents right now yeah um the uh like those people grew up when they had kids and we are 
we're still recovering from like the psychic scar that that like put into American society. Um, so I think I think that's not a bad place to stop. Um, no, I think it feels good, dude. I uh, I did kind of want to end with like a little bit of like closing statement. So if you want to, yeah, if you want to think something up, um, but um. You know, as we as we move on in the series, we're gonna we're gonna try to tackle some stuff that that isn't necessarily like like hit upon in left content creation. Um, like, um, I've got like definitely gonna talk about like like guns in like a non cringe, non larping perspective on like you mean firearms. I, you mean I can't just like put on a, like a push up bra and right. like go on Twitch? Like that's right. not it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's a uh, uh, fire firearm safety is when you have your finger on the twi- on the Twitter, but on the trigger, damn, on the Twitter. That's Freudian, <laughs> baby. Um, but uh, and while like, but you can't see the gun sight because like your your giant like like five G bimbified titties You're just like won't allow the you. Gun out so that your boobs are like like I'm pointing my gun at the wall like. Get three feet away from where my yeah. very sad, <laughs> very very sad husband is taking a picture of me pointing yeah. a gun. Man, please. Um, but as as always, if you're hot, you get to have guns. Mm. Um, if you're hot, the, you can't shoot yourself. Like, no, no, you're so sexy. Don't shoot yourself in yeah. the foot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Parody. <laughs> um. The uh, like we went, I, I've got some good guests uh, lined up to talk about the some like working in a in a rural factory, the opiate crisis. Um, and again, not not things that are like alien to left content. I can think of some good podcasts that do do tackle these, but I think Kennedy and I have some. Some personal experiences that's going to bring a good a good flavor to the show. And with that said, anybody listening, uh, please please DM any one of us or the show if you have a topic that you'd like to talk about. This is going to be this is going to develop over time. Yeah. We're not, you know, we're not uh, we're not looking to like always record one of these. This- this is just kind of kind of be a, a nice little like change of pace within the the feed. I like the idea of it being like a slow developing little ethnography, right? Of yeah. like the yes. like the real lives of like the very real and very diverse and very miserable and very needy working class in what is honestly vast majority of the country. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, and 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 Lest anyone think that, like, okay, let me let me rephrase that. Uh, leftists, um, this shit is all aimed at you too. Yeah. Okay, you y'all y'all. Ooh, don't <laughs> y'all. Don't, don't, don't cancel me. <laughs> oh shit. Um, a white southern a white southern man said y'all shit. <laughs> um, leftists have plenty to look at themselves in the mirror about. Like fear and hatred and mockery canceled. of people who live canceled. in the country. Canceled. Um, You're all canceled. And, and None of you are free from sin. Solid- Sometimes solidarity really is a one-way street. Yeah, 
I touched I touched um, on this uh, in a recent episode of of uh, the the main series of Bad Praxis, the main pod, if you will. That like you can't expect for people whose lives are miserable to okay so everybody in america has a miserable life and people's lives are miserable in different ways in intersecting ways if you will if we want to use some four dollar words or whatever but like you can't expect somebody whose life is miserable to constantly be putting out energy and exerting energy uh when they're not getting any in return. And so it gets really tiring to be in one of these states where you're constantly ignored and your, your stories are scoffed at. And when you try to like talk about issues that you face, a lot of the times, even from leftists, like the response can be very like race reductive and like these imagined ideas of class and how it intersects with whiteness. And I hope that with this series, we can, like, I don't want to just talk about the white working class, but also, like, I think we need to help people realize what that means. I think we need to help materialize that for people, that it's not just, like, a bunch of, like, (laughs) people that are, like, clocking in to work at the racism factory, right? Like, they're good people who might be a little dumb. But, like, ultimately, they're probably on our side. You just got to reach out to them. They can be on our yeah. side. But it takes work. It, it takes, takes work that you have to be it willing to do. You can't just, like, tell people to Google it. Yeah. Not my job <laughs> to educate I you. am not your teacher. This is emotional labor. <laughs> I think that's... Yeah. Probably the perfect place to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Thanks uh, for listening. This was fun. Yeah. Thank you for listening to uh, the inaugural episode. What we're of trad. tentatively calling Trad Praxis Better Redneck Than Hell Dead. Yeah. That's a, that's. <laughs> <laughs> Declare that patriotism is the last refuge of the scoundrel. You must have had the Wall Street gentry in mind. But when I leave, you remember I said, with the last words on my lips, I am a revolutionary. The political leaders have always exhorted the American people to be nice and quiet and leave things to them. those people with iPads. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm not a bandwidth on this conversation, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how would we even begin to answer such a perplexing riddle? 
human beings.